might as well be looking good if you're going to be a slave to the global elites for the rest of your life, you know? You ain't going to have no money, but you might as well be looking sexy as a motherfucker. The truth is inside you, people. You know what's true. I don't have to tell you the truth. You already know the truth. When you're looking for a tiger, the best thing that can happen is you find the tiger. The worst thing that can happen is you find the tiger as well. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friends? Your old pal Joe here, checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday, my friends. How's it going? How's it hanging? Listen, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing, okay? And I mean that. From the bottom of my heart, I hope you are feeling better than you ever could have imagined. And if you're not, hey, you know what? That's okay. But get your shit together, all right? We're already in the second year, the second year, the second week of 2023. What the fuck else are you going to do all year other than get your fucking shit together, all right? We're in the middle of a recession, The bottom is definitely going to fall out at any given moment. All the billionaires and millionaires of the world agree shit's about to hit the fan. So what the fuck are you going to do other than get your shit together? Because, hey, at the end of the day, even if you don't have any money when the bottom falls out, even if you're put into a nice FEMA camp with all your friends and loved ones, You can at least be fucking looking good in that FEMA camp. You know what I mean? Getting some of that, uh, getting some of that uh, human enslavement pussy, you know, might as well be looking good if you're going to be a slave to the global elites for the rest of your life. You know, you ain't going to have no money, but you might as well be looking sexy as a motherfucker. So get your shit together. All right. Hey, real quick. Got some shows coming up for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not too much going on the rest of this month. I will be in Raleigh, North Carolina, the 27th and the 28th of January with my good buddy, Aaron Weber. We'll be at Good Nights Comedy Club. Once again, that is Raleigh, North Carolina. And then uh, next month, February 10th and 11th, I'll be in Omaha, Nebraska with my good buddy, Aaron Weber. And then February 16th, I'm headlining Sonny's Patio Pub and Refuge in Nashville, Tennessee. Come on through to that one. I'll also... Ladies and gentlemen, just added to the calendar. I'll be back in Flint, Michigan in February. I got to show the 24th, but the big one for Flint, the 25th at Timothy's Pub, my sister's favorite watering hole. Did she get me the show there? No. All right. Got made some phone calls, had uh, got a big show going on, but that's going to happen February 25th in Flint, Michigan. I'll be back in the heart of winter. It'll be very cold. I don't know if I'm headlining that one. I think I am. We'll see. March, I'll be in Lowell, Arkansas with my buddy Aaron Weber, the 10th and the 11th. We'll also be at Helium Comedy Club in St. Louis, Missouri, the 17th and the 18th. And then we'll be rounding out the month, the uh, March 31st and April 1st at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York. Go to joekellycomedy.com for all the upcoming dates, ladies and gentlemen. That'll be a fun one, too. I lived in Utica when I first left uh, Flint. So Syracuse, it's not necessarily Utica, but guess what? It's pretty goddamn close. All right? Got a, for those of you watching, got a new, kind of doing like a new little podcast sort of set up here. I'm just more in the middle of the room than in the corner. So we're going to see how this one goes. I'm already liking how it looks a little bit better. I'm looking at the camera. It looks nice. I'll get it all figured out. 
I need to get a uh, some kind of tech person in here, maybe, or someone who knows how to set things up, and uh, we'll get it all going. But anyway, how was your weekend, my friends? How's it going? How's it hanging? Listen, I was in uh, I was in New Jersey this past weekend. I don't know how it went because I'm recording this before I left. I'm leaving tomorrow for New Jersey. This isn't going to come out until Monday, but I will be <laughs> I will be in New Jersey over the weekend. I hope it goes great. I'll give you all an update next time. But see, this is what I'm doing, people. I'm getting my shit together. Usually, past few months, I've just been late with the podcast, but not this time. I'm doing, what do they call it? The fucking, uh, where you record something earlier? Batching, I think is what they call it in the podcast world. So I'm recording this. Wednesday of last week, but you're not going to hear it till motherfucking Monday. So I'm just going to assume everything in New Jersey went great. I'm going to assume I did not get stabbed. I'm still doing no come January. So that's been going pretty good. No come, no booze, no smoke. So far, so good. I have been irritated at minor, minor things. You know what I mean? Just like people with their carts in the middle of the aisle at the grocery store has been getting on my fucking nerves lately. It's like, how are you in your fifties and you haven't figured out how to walk down the aisle of a goddamn grocery store yet? You treat it like the road. Do you drive in the middle of the road? No, get your cart to one side or the other. I don't even care if you're treating it European style and you're on the wrong side of the aisle. Just get to one fucking side. Will you? It's just very irritating. Uh, somebody came out of, uh, instead of, Exiting through the exit door, they entered through the indoor and that or they exited through the indoor and that fucking that got on my nerves, too. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think I'm going to get a gun here pretty soon, people. You know what I mean? I can't remember if I talked about this last week, but whenever I got home from Atlanta, I was in Atlanta on New Year's Eve. I found a gun, a bullet casing on my uh, on my front porch of the place I just moved into just one single bullet casing. And uh, I looked around, I didn't find any more. And then last night around 1030, uh, people were fucking, I was trying to go to bed and people were hooting and hollering and fighting and talking about killing one another and they should kill themselves and shit like that. So I think I'm just going to get a gun. And uh, just in case, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I'm in the hood, but it's starting to feel like I might be in the hood a little bit. You know what I mean? It's been a long time coming. And let's be honest, uh, again, I've always, I've said it many times, no one's looking out for you. You got to look out for yourself. So I think it's about time I get myself a little handgun and a little pistol. And just to keep around, just in case shit goes down, I'm finding it, finding bullet casings and I don't have any fencing around my yard. So there was just people uh, yelling to the left and then they move over to the right and yell. And then they were in front of my door yelling, because uh, after about 20 minutes of the yelling, I was like, let me go see what the fuck is going on. And it's some lady, some real charming lady, you know, with her shit together, with her two young kids yelling at some other lady about how that other lady needs to kill herself. And if she doesn't kill herself, she's going to do it for her. You know what I mean? In front of your fucking kids, like you're garbage. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're a garbage person. Both of you are probably garbage, but definitely the one who's telling the other person, you need to kill yourself while you got your six-year-old and your fucking three-year-old in front of you. You know what I mean? And I don't even think they live around here. 
they got in the car and left at some point. So I'm not too sure what the fuck happened. But, uh, you know, I was all tired, ready to go to bed. A lot of hooting and hollering and just finding that bullet casing. And then the yelling, it was, I started looking up some gun <laughs> prices last night. Because <laughs> it's all falling apart, people. So you might as well, might as well make sure your old pal Joe's protected himself. You know what I mean? Are you guys some gun owners out there? A lot of uh, the fans of Joe Kelly's psychedelic experience, y'all some gun owners? Y'all some, uh, is it the Second Amendment? I believe it's the Second Amendment. Y'all some Second Amendment people. Because, you know, no one's going to be there to help you when you really need it. So you might as well help yourself. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what I would have done if shit would have went down in some way, shape, or form last night. But it was just like, what the fuck? And I got my new car out there and I just don't like people yelling and running around, running around my new car. Cause I know it's going to become an innocent bystander in some way, shape or form. You know what I mean? But why the fuck, what kind of fucking piece of garbage you tell someone to kill themselves while their own children are right there. Like, I can't imagine those kids are going to be, you know, what the fuck, what kind of future do they have coming up? You know what I mean? I under, listen, if you got real beef with somebody and uh, even if you do think they maybe they should kill themselves, you know what I mean? This is going to get fucking flagged on YouTube for sure. God damn it. <sighs> anyway, I'm going to have to start putting in the bleeps or some shit like that. But if you really maybe they should kill themselves, you know what I mean? Even if that is true, even if that is true, uh, maybe handle that when your children aren't around because you showed up to a house that you don't live at at 10 o'clock at night and you brought your fucking kids with you to go settle a beef with some other fat bitch. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? It's like an episode of Cops, man. It's fun. It was, it definitely was fun to watch. (laughs) No one fought, but just, you know, it is just like, oh, there's just an episode of Cops happening in my fucking Front yard here. Let's see what happens. No cops showed up. Nothing bad happened. There was just yelling and a lot of fucking barking at each other. Whatever. But I think it's time your old pal Joe gets a, a Glock. Maybe one of them uh, Glock 9s or something like that. You know what I mean? Listen, I don't know what's going to happen over the rest of this week or the weekend because I'm doing the podcast early. But here's something that... Uh, that I that we should all find maybe a little bit interesting. Have you all ever heard of the WEF, the World Economic Forum? There's a guy there, maybe he's the head of it or something like that. I've heard his name before. His name's Klaus Schwab. Um, I guess I guess maybe he is like the CEO of the World Economic Forum, but uh, it's we're we're fucked, people. We're fucked. These fucking global elite motherfuckers are coming for everything. They've they've coming for they're already been coming for your language. They've been coming for how you think. They've been coming for how you speak. And now they're simply coming for your motherfucking cars, people. This was an article I found. I found it absolutely fascinating. I'm just gonna read it, share with you, maybe comment it, comment on it along the way. But uh, the article is WEF, the World Economic Forum, declares people have no right to own their cars. The quote is, you can walk or share. All right? They already don't want you saying the words you want to say. They already don't want you thinking the thoughts you want to think. They don't want you taking the medicines you want to take. 
Now they're coming for your automobiles as well. They don't want you going where you want to go either. All right? Absolutely fascinating. Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum has declared that people have no right to own their own car and can instead walk or share. According to the WEF, far too many people own their own vehicles, and this situation must be corrected by pricing them out of the market. So they're not going to come and take your car. They're just going to make it insanely difficult for you to afford one. As if anybody can afford anything nowadays, you know what I mean? One more fucking thing that they don't want you to have. So here's the article. Thousands of private jets flying to Davos each year. I don't know where Davos is. Probably a fucking, I don't know. Maybe I should, let's look that up. Where the fuck is Davos at? Is it in Europe? What is da- Switzerland. Oh, they go to Switzerland. That's where they always go to hide, don't they? The Swiss are nice people. I love the Swiss. Great cheese, great chocolate, even better churches. Um, thousands of private jets, private jets flying into Davos each year. You shouldn't have a car, but we can have private jets. For the WEF's annual summit, but according to Klaus Schwab, ordinary people should not own their own car. In a paper public in a paper published by the WEF, the Davos elites. Uh, this is kind of a one-sided article now that I'm reading it out loud. But anyway, yeah, I agree with it, so I'm going to keep reading it. The the Davos elites claim that communal sharing of cars must become part of a circular approach in order to reduce global demands for precious metals and fossil fuels. The global elites in Geneva, Switzerland, are now instructing their young global leaders embedded in governments around the world that far too many people own private vehicles and they must be priced out of the market with massive gas price hikes. So maybe not the cars they're increasing, but just the gas, the fuel in and of itself. Citing the fact that, quote, the average car or van in England is driven just 4% of the time, the WEF claims this means people in developed countries, including the United States, should not have the right to own their own car. People should sell their car and walk or share because, quote, car sharing platforms such as GetAround and Blue SG have already seized the oppor- have already seized that opportunity to offer vehicles where you pay per hour used. So you just you get a car when you need it. And it's not just cars. The end of private ownership is essential, according to the WEF, and can be applied to everything from cars to private homes and even citywide design principles. I mean, you got to think about the ha- the the cost of houses right now. If you don't already own your house right now, if you're in the market to buy a house, can you possibly afford one? Just looking at the prices in Nashville, that's why the fuck I live in Clarksville and got people shooting guns on my porch and getting in fights for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? Because the goddamn rent's too high in fucking Nashville. And even the house, like the prices in Nashville, you're paying 400 grand for two or three bedrooms with your neighbors up your ass, a half acre of land, no space to do anything, but that's where it's going. Um, what does it say here? A design process that focus on, focuses on fulfilling the underlying need instead of designing for product purchasing is fundamental to this transition the WEF sets out. This is the mindset needed to redesign cities to reduce private vehicles and other usages. Part of the circular approach appears to be driving already sky-high gas prices even higher. In an article published earlier this month, the WEF issued a call to its legion of young global leaders, which are the people that they put in power, these puppets that you vote for every fucking year. 
uh, stating the gas prices we are experiencing in 2022 are simply not high enough. As though ordinary people aren't suffering enough paying at the gas pump. Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab is claiming the current prices are severely underpriced. The WEF article is complicated and dis... Oh, fuck. Disinigous? Fucking disingenuous. God damn it, that's a tough one. But it basically calls for the end to any and all tax credits for oil, gas, and coal production, along with higher taxes. This idea isn't new. Basically, it's the same idea as pricing fossil fuels based upon their carbon content. The result would make gas unaffordable. The, the result will make gas an unaffordable luxury for the vast majority of the population. Um, so this is from the W. That was this is like an opinion piece, but this is from the WEF. First, leading democracies should agree to end the underpricing of fossil fuels, which is the principal factor preventing a clean energy transition. The underpricing associated with producing and burning coal and gas amounted to $5.9 trillion in economic costs in 2020. Nearly a quarter of these losses, $1.45 trillion, occurred in 48 major and smaller democracies. The leading democracies of the G20 should collectively commit to phasing out cost and tax breaks for the production and consumption of fossil fuels. This should also, they should also phase in more efficient pricing fossil fuels through taxes and tradable permits to cover the cost of local air pollution, global warming, and other economic damages. World Economic Forum transitioning to green energy is the key to both tackling climate change, change and creating sustainable economies. So while these people are flying around in their private jets going to these fucking meetings, they're telling you you can't have a fucking car because you're causing too much of a problem. And they're, they're pretending, they're clearly pretending that they care about the environment and it's to protect the planet and to go green. Not that they should go green, but you and I should be the ones who go green. Why? Because it's easier to control people when they can't leave their fucking house. Keep an eye on them. Keep them with their cell phones. We got them tracked. We're listening all the time. And now they can't go anywhere. But we can. We can fly wherever the fuck we want in our private jets. It's a fucking class warfare going on right now. And no one seems to care. We're too worried about what bathrooms a dude in a dress should be using. You know what I mean? Rather than the fact that these global elitist motherfuckers are butt-fucking everybody all over the planet and, and pretending and making it seem like it's for the greater good, for it's, it's for your benefit somehow, that they're looking out for you. It's so fucked up. This is also from the WEF, from their website. By delaying a clean energy transition, leading democracies are making their economies more vulnerable through continued reliance on fossil fuels. Collectively acting to foster a green transition is not only good for the climate, but also critical for protecting democracy. So somehow giving up your car makes you, protects democracy. That's according to rich fucks who don't know anything about anything. Um, Back to the opinion piece. The key point is Klaus Schwab's latest proclamation is that the 
is that fossil fuels are presently underpriced. Of course, U.S. consumers are presently paying the market price for these fuels. Apparently, the market price is too low for the WEF. This leads us to the big question, how long, weeks, days, months, before we see the Biden administration take regulatory action to comply with this WEF edict? Edict? E-D-I-C-T, whatever that means. Uh, So they're coming for everything, people. They want your cars. They want your mind. They want everything and anything that uh, that you have that will make you a free human being. They don't want you to think. They don't want you to speak. They don't want you to travel. Uh, they want you to be enslaved in any way, shape, whatever that means to them. You know what I mean? It'll, and it's going to seem, it's going to seem like it's good too. It'll seem nice. It's going to seem great, you know, cause you'll still get your cell phone. You'll still get your Netflix. You'll still get your Hulu, but your mind will not be yours anymore. You know what I mean? It's fucked up. It's a fucked up situation, as if anybody's thinking for themselves anyway. You know, most people aren't. Most people are already part of the hive mind, part of the herd, just going whichever way they can. And hopefully, you know, because they don't want to be cast out by their peers. They're fucking weak, spirited, weak, soul, spineless peers anyway. You know what I mean? It's fucked up. And, uh, it's not, it's, I'm sure it's not going to happen tomorrow, but soon, maybe in our lifetime. I don't know, man. It's all, we're on it. We're on a slippery slope. We're in this weird transition phase of, uh, the human existence, society, culture, everything seems to be going through some weird flux right now, even though the day-to-day life doesn't seem like it changes that much. You know what I mean? As far as your perspective, in mine, I mean, coming from me personally, and maybe you feel this same way, today feels very similar to yesterday. And yesterday will feel very similar to, to tomorrow. You know what I mean? But in just the, I've only been alive for 35 years. I'm 35 years old. And, I, and, and that feeling Today has always felt like yesterday, and yesterday has always felt like tomorrow. There's never, I've never seen the change happen overnight. But in just my 35 years of existence on this planet, holy shit, if we haven't gone through some fascinating changes technologically, uh, society wise, but we just don't notice it. You know what I mean? So. It's, it's, they're playing the long game with us and it's working out very well, but you know, I think it's time to realize that we're all not the same. We're not the, we're people, human beings. We're not the same. We unfortunately, we are, we are, but we're not. These other people think differently than you and I. They don't want you to think at all. They want you to do what you're told. They don't want you to own anything. They don't want you to get wealthy. They don't want you to have any sort of freedom in the way you think or the way you act or the way you talk or anything like that. And they've done such a good job of setting it up now that you don't even need authority figures to be the ones policing you. They've got your fucking neighbors doing it. Everyone's a bunch of fucking snitches and everyone's a fucking asshole. They want to cancel you. You know what I mean? And lie 
and say you're a bad person, even though they don't know fuck about you because you say a word they don't like. You know what I mean? It's fucked up. It's fucked up where we're at right now. And I'm not going along with it. That's why I mind my business, dude. I don't participate in this shit. I don't go out talking to people. I fucking mind my own fucking business. And uh, I'm going to get a gun. (laughs) Oh, man. There's also this thing I saw where I think it's the... uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of Jordan Peterson or not. I know he gets a lot of... uh, He gets a lot of shit. I like the guy. I've read his book, 12 Rules for Life. Uh, the stuff I have taken away from him, from his lectures and his talks and stuff, I think has, has really helped me get into a better place, not only with life in general, but also with myself as a human being, as, uh, someone who, who respects himself a little bit more and, uh, you know, has developed some better habits and better routines that make my existence much more uh, beneficial to me. And I think, and therefore other people around me, you know what I mean? If I'm in a better mood, if I'm feeling good about my life, there's no way that that can, anybody who's not got, doesn't have their head up their ass and spends time around me is going to pick up on that. You know what I mean? So I like the guy. I don't give a shit what you think about him. If you think negatively about him, that's fine too. But I think a lot of people that want to talk shit about that dude haven't listened to him. Same thing with Andrew Tate. You know, that guy says a lot of good shit, a lot of stuff about taking responsibility for your own actions and for your own self and building a better life and existence for yourself. And people are like, he's an asshole for some reason. I don't agree with it. It is what it is. But, you know, I think people just don't fucking pay attention. Again, it's the hive mind. You know what I mean? He's fucking heard people. If you're like, Jordan Peterson's an asshole. And because some fucking idiot with half their head shaved and purple hair said it, you're like, oh, they must be right. It's like, go fuck yourself. But uh, I guess it's it's like the College of Psychologists in Canada. Because Jordan Peterson is a psychologist and you have to have a license to be a psychologist. They have threatened to take away his psychology license if he doesn't attend something called Social media communication retraining. Okay? Social media communication retraining. What does that sound like? Doesn't that just sound like fucking brainwashing? Doesn't that mean that you're... Basically, they're going, you're not using this the way we think you should be using it. So we need to put you into a camp or a class and train you so you can do things the right way, which is our way. And they're going to take away the dude's livelihood. I mean, I'm sure he he makes other money now just outside of being a psychologist, I'm sure. But his bread and butter is being a psychologist. You know what I mean? And they're going to take his license away so he can't practice his craft that he's worked on for so long because he won't abide by their fucking rules. So that's the world we live in, people. Uh, I know there's like, oh, 1984. I don't know if you guys have ever read the book 1984. By fucking, what is it, Orwell? George Orwell? Fascinating book. And people are like, oh, that's not happening. You're a crazy person. It's fucking happening. They're just calling it social media retraining instead of mind control, you know? It's just MK Ultra. It never ended. It's still going on. Maybe the program in and of itself did end. But again, they've done it so well that they don't need to put you in a classroom 
or alienate you from the group in order to program your mind. They just have your neighbors and the other people you interact with, the other people in your society, doing it on their behalf. It's fucked up, man. What a weird world we're living in. What a weird fucking podcast for a Monday. (laughs) It's that Wednesday shit, man. I don't know. I got no answers. Just uh, stay true to yourself, people. All right? Don't let anybody break your spirit. You know what's true, and you know what's right. So follow that. And if you don't know, if you got evil in your heart, then, I mean, that's true too. I am starting to think. I am starting to think, as if I haven't been thinking this for a long time, that evil is among us, you know? And I don't know how it got here, but I really believe that. I'm starting to truly believe that there are evil entities walking amongst us. Were they born evil? I don't know. You know, bad things happen to you when you're a kid or just in general. You're exposed to shit, traumatized and shit like that, and then uh, it fucks with your circuitry, and then you become an asshole. But I don't know if it's uh, if if there's some inherent evil going on, but it does seem like there is evil going on in this world. And it's, uh, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. This is, <laughs> maybe I should be getting drunk and smoking weed again. Cause this is just where my mind's been lately has been very interesting. But the more I look around, the longer I live, it does seem that, that evil is a real thing and it does exist. And it seems like it's winning at the moment, you know? My God, what a, what a fucking weird time to be alive. Stick to your guns, people. Love your friends. Love your family. And you, the truth is out there. It's in here, too. The truth is inside you. If, you, if you're not so much out there, that's why I think that's why I think we're in the damn situation we're in now because everyone's looking for the truth outside of them, thinking that someone's going to tell it to them. You know what I mean? And everyone who's trying to tell you the truth is trying to sell you some shit, trying to sell you some bullshit. I know that. The truth is inside you, people. You know what's true. I don't have to tell you the truth. You already know the truth. I just speak from my heart most of the time on here because that's all I got. I don't have much else. I'm not trying to get anything out of you people. You know what I mean? Hopefully you come see me at a comedy show sometime and I can share a few laughs with you. And that's about it. That's all I'm really trying to get out of this shit. I'm not selling you nothing. If you want to buy a t-shirt, you can too. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I am, but I'm not trying to corrupt your fucking soul. You know what I mean? In order for me to feel like a big, strong person. I already am a big, strong person. I don't need anybody fucking telling me that. I know I am. I know every morning when I wake up, I'm a big, strong, bad motherfucker. Because that's just how it is nowadays, son. That's what it is. I get up every morning and I go, I'm the baddest motherfucker on this planet. And I know it's not completely true. That's why I got to get a gun. (laughs) You know? But in my world, you can't destroy me. I know that. You can't destroy me, and you're not going to break my spirit, and you're not going to break my will, and you're not going to break my fucking mind. I know that every single morning when I wake up. Man, not being on drugs is weird. (laughs)
I feel like I'm a crazy person without it. But maybe I've always been this way. You know, I didn't really drink or do drugs growing up. I didn't smoke weed until I was 19 years old and I was getting some pussy. That's how it started. That's how I, that's the first time I smoked weed because I was fucking a girl who smoked weed and she's like, you should smoke weed with me. And then I did. And then I have for the past fucking 16 years now, you know, but for some reason growing up, I just never had any interest in it. I never had any interest in booze either. I drank, I maybe had like, before I had turned, I think I got real drunk when I was 19. I got pissed drunk one time when I was 19. Blacked out, puked, blood, busted my head, bled all over, dirt. You know what I mean? Just covered in dirt, puke, and blood. But uh, I just stayed away from it. And then as soon as I started hanging out with people, I was like, well, let me do the things you're doing. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was. it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It just is what it is, you know? But I never really got into that shit until I started being around uh, people. And uh, it just seemed like the thing to do. I'm not saying I regret smoking weed or I regret drinking or anything like that. And uh, I'll definitely do it again. I know I will. There ain't nothing better than smoking a spliff and sitting by a fire with a fucking beer. There really ain't. Or a nice fucking uh, nice glass of maker's mark on the rocks dude nice little glass of whiskey and a spliff it's a great thing but uh i don't know i kind of feel like i started doing those things for the wrong reasons you know because you people wanted you to hang out and it's like well i don't want to what does hanging out mean well it means you get real drunk around us it's like oh, okay is that what everyone's doing is this what it's like to have friends i've always been a loner people i never had a lot of friends growing up i had a few here and there but, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore, but this is going to be a very interesting month for me, you know, no coming, no drinking, no smoking. Let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way. Holy hell. Where did we go this fucking week? These, every time I've done a podcast on Wednesday, it always gets fucking weird. I think the last time I did a Wednesday podcast was about a year ago. And if I remember correctly, you might have to find the episode. I can't remember it, but I'm pretty sure I cried on that podcast. I might have cut out the crying, but <laughs> his middle of the week shit really gets me riled up for some reason, dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know what it is. Anyway, this particular animal video clip of the week, this was... This was the early days of the internet. This was the first animal video clip that got me into animal video clips. You understand? It's one of my favorites I've ever seen. It's, it's fucking gnarly. It's awesome. I can't remember if I talked about it on the podcast before or not, but this is what started me to get into the whole animals fucking shit up kind of sort of thing. There's these people on a safari, right? And they're on top of an elephant. And I think they're looking for a tiger. Now, uh, when you're looking for a tiger, the best thing that can happen is you find the tiger. The worst thing that can happen is you find the tiger as well. And let me tell you, people, these motherfuckers on the elephant found the goddamn tiger. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. There's probably like three or four people on top of this elephant. And I, they might have been trying to track the tiger. Maybe the tiger was fucking causing problems in the village. So they were out there to 
end its life or whatever, but they're in this real tall, thick grass and they're looking for the tiger and they don't see the tiger. And the guy in the front of the elephant, he turns around or turns, you know, to say something behind him to his buddy or whatever. And sure as shit, as soon as he turns around, that tiger finds them, comes launching out of the grass over, over the elephant's head, jumps over the fucking elephant's head, takes, and the video is so cool. That fucking tiger is just fucking long as can be, you know what I mean? Jumping long as can be, body stretched to the max, both fucking paws out in front of it, claws extended, mouth wide the fuck open, clears this fucking elephant's head and just takes a swipe at the guy at the front of the lion or at the front of the elephant. And uh, I don't know what happened to the tiger, but it fucking split that dude's arm like right at the shoulder. You know what I mean? So you cut to later in the video, that dude's arm is just hanging by a fucking thread, you know? And uh, that, that's what's happened when you go looking for a tiger. You might find one and you might not be so happy that you did, you know? What was that movie about? The Was it the tigers or the lions? I think it was the lions that were uh, just picking apart that village in Africa for a while. We watched that in school many, many years ago. I can't remember the name of that movie. I'll, I'll try and get back to you next week about that one, where there were a bunch of lions that would just sneak in this village at night and just kill people and take them off and go eat them up. And it was happening for a very, very long time. But, uh, you know, maybe there's a message in there about getting a gun somehow. You know what I mean? Where it's like, if you go looking for a tiger, you're going to find one. So if you go get a gun, maybe something bad might happen. I don't know. I don't know. But that's on my plate right now. This podcast will probably get fucking flagged on YouTube for many things that I've said here. Uh, just, <laughs> just all sorts of language or whatever. But listen, hey, I hope we had a little bit of fun today. I'm not too sure uh, what we got out of this one. But, you know, it's a pretty good time. I feel like this was an extra long one today, too. Uh, real quick, the upcoming shows I got coming up. Where will I be? I will be in Raleigh, North Carolina, the 27th to 28th of January. Excuse me. The Funny Bone in Omaha, Nebraska, February 10th and the 11th. Sonny's Patio Pub in Nashville, Tennessee, February 16th. I'm headlining that one. Also going to be back in Flint, Michigan. Timothy's Pub, February 25th. Slinging the yucks, eating your butts. Uh, Lowell, Arkansas, the 10th and 11th of March and more shit coming up and dates getting added every single goddamn day. My friends go to joekellycomedy.com for all the upcoming dates. Hey, we made it through this one. We made it through this one. It's a, it's a Wednesday podcast, but you're getting it on a Monday. This is what happens when I record on Wednesdays. It gets a little crazy, a little bit squirrely, but Hey, we made it through. We made it through. What else do you want from me? That's all I can do for you. Listen, you can do something for me. Do me a favor. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. And I will catch you around real fucking soon. Next week. Next Monday. We're back on schedule. No more bullshit from your old pal Joe, all right? Going to be a good year, my friends. Going to be a good year. Join me in this great year we're going to have together. Later. <laughs>